Enjoy. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. How you doing? I'm Dr. Lisa, and I give a shit about you. I really do. I really do. I feel you out there. I feel, feel you out there listening in, and thanks for listening. And thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, the greatest station in the entire Western Hemisphere. Uh, you know, and... Uh, I know you I know you need a tax write off. Okay, I know, I'm sure cuz you've been really killing it this year raking in the dough and you're going to need a tax write off we're getting to the end of the year. So I suggest you go to radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate because um we're the greatest radio station. But also, we have so much great stuff on our site. You can see all our shows. We have shows that are for everybody and everything and every mood and, like, you know, that involves talking and music and uh, comedy. And you knew, you, we, there is no topic we do not cover. So I think you should check us out and also donate some money because free speech is everything right now. And if we're, we, we are. We are the epitome of fucking free speech. So anyway, uh, I've got an amazing guest on today. I'm very excited that he's here, Sean Spada. He's a great musician. Uh, We're going to get to him in one second. Uh, What else do I need to tell you? I think that's it. I was just going to say that uh, Nancy quit. Nancy quit. Nancy Pelosi quit today. So good for her. But you know what? They try to kill her fucking husband and I don't blame her. But the thing that the thing that I can't get over is like she's like 80 years old, right? All these people running the government are 80 years old. So why do we think that people who are 80, we have such low expectations of the average 80 year old, yet 80 year olds are running this this whole system here. So this makes no sense to me. And uh, I'm gonna. Th- I want you to think about that and get get to me, get back to me, okay, Doctor Lisa on Instagram. Send me send me whatever you think about that because I find it very confusing. So anyway, um, Sean Spada. Let's introduce Sean Spada, okay? Uh, Sean Spada is actually. Uh, I consider him a good friend of mine. I enjoy his company very much. He's a friend and I enjoy him. I can't say that about every single friend, but Sean is 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 a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you what uh so he has his new album out. Let's do that. Okay. So he has this really really amazing. It's actually really quite pretty amazing album, The Wild Ride. It's on all the platforms. And uh, he, I think he, I think he's been killing it with his new album. Came out a couple of months ago. I bought tickets to the to the launch show at 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 at, at um the cake not oh, the, pianos. at pianos. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, couldn't get it together to get into the. I live in Bushwick, but I did buy tick. I did buy tickets. Uh, how was the party? Talking to the mic. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, here I am. Talking to the party. Ha- talking Talk to, to the, the party. Yeah. Uh, How one, was two, the party? Yeah. Was it really cool? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was nice. good. I missed nice. missed a good party, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got FOMO yeah. now. Anyway, um, 
So, but anyway, I did some research and I can see that Sean has gotten like so much really, this album is good, folks. I'm telling you. I mean, I know Sean's here and he's my friend, but you know, I would still trash his album if I felt like it. Wow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, because like he was going to be on my show today and I was like, yeah, I wonder what what what's been written about Sean's album. So I don't like go over the same well-worn. There's a lot. I mean, the, and the deli, uh, the deli. Yeah wrote like this really long, amazing, amazing piece. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes from it. Okay. Uh, the wild ride, that's the name of the album. The wild ride, the world's first psychedelic piano lounge, yacht, rock, run aground, rock operetta, a character study of a piano man who may be, and this is in quotes, set up to self-destruct. You love that? And it's really funny because, Sean, remember last time you were on the show, we were just talking about your life um, on a cruise ship, right? Oh, right. Yes. Right. Yes. So, Sean, how, tell us about tell, how long, what's your sh- cruise ship experience? Let's just get that in there. A lot of people don't know that that's where this album comes from. Some of it, yes. Some actually, of- I'm, I'm actually thinking of writing a, uh, a longer, I, I, my next project may be all based on the cruise ship. Really? Possibly, yes. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I did. I was on a cruise ship uh, as a musician for for just three and a half months, almost four months. Um, you know, just one contract. But yeah, you know, it was very interesting uh, playing the music for people to dance to every night. And then uh, we went around the Caribbean and then through the Panama Canal. But uh, a very strange place. It's very strange to be on the cruise ship for like many months. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, because everything is very, it's like you got the passengers, you know, the guests, and then there's like the officers and it's like, it's very, um, it's very classist, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a very classist environment. Yeah. Um, and because you're all like, you know, performing specific functions on the ship, you know, whether you're the guest or whether you're like, you know, uh, vacuuming the floors, it's like everyone's in their place in a way, you know, so it's just like a, a strange kind of environment. Yeah. To, your uh, job be becomes your identity, even if it's a guest. Yeah. Did you wind up, I can't remember, did you wind up mingling with the guests? Did they want to like talk to the piano player, one of the musicians or anything like that? Yeah, did some you, people, some people, yeah. They want to talk, to talk about music with you. Did they ask for your autograph or anything like that? Uh, nobody asked for my autograph. Oh, they did want you know, your picture. A couple people took their pictures with, with the band, yeah. you know, like some people were like really into like the, the little group that I was in playing. So, you know, at the end of their they want to be, photo- they want to right, have like, a photograph right. no or whatever, more. you know. Do people even do autographs anymore? Probably I mean, not. I'm sure they, they must. Some people like that, right? It does seem, yeah. I, don't I feel know. like when I was a kid, people were always talking about autographs. Like, right. oh, like I got this person's autograph. Oh, I got this baseball that's autographed by so and so. I got a copy of the book yeah. that's autographed. I don't hear my brother's people, into that. Yeah. I don't feel like I hear people talk about it as much anymore. No. But maybe I'm just not in the right uh, environments. Mm, I don't know. Well, you know, out here in Brooklyn, there aren't that many. Well, now, you know, God, I think now the only way you get autographs is go to one of those trade shows for people who are past their prime and celebrities past their prime and then buy them. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ever been to that? I went well, well to now a- instead people do like the cameo thing. 
That's oh, kind yeah. of like that's, yeah. that's similar to the autograph in a way, but like more personalized yeah, in a way. Yeah, but I there, feel like it's there's a a relation there. Yeah, there's this human need to have some kind of contact with somebody who takes up some social space and t- proof of it, right? Yeah, it's really primal. It's like uh <laughs> Yeah, really. It's, it's, it's almost like oh, I have to have like this little piece of this person. <laughs> I know it's so weird. It's so weird. But let's talk about your album. Mm. So I want to play. Um, I want to. I want to play play a song to start off because I want them to understand what we're talking about. Um, the first song we're going to play is called "When You're Crazy." So why don't you? Uh, Tell us a little bit about the song, like, and where it fits into the album as a whole. Um, well, this song is kind of like talking about, you know, if other people will say like, oh, like you're crazy for thinking this or that. And, uh, you know, they may be right about that, but they also may be calling you crazy just because they disagree with you. But they also might be trying to like manipulate you by making you feel like you're your own thoughts aren't for real, you know, that there's a problem with you and it's like, you know, and who's crazy, you know? So in a way, everybody is. Okay. So Sean thinks that the whole world is paranoid (laughs) and he is too. That's what we learned there. Okay. Let's play it. Let me see. I got to do this though. I got to do this. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play this right now. One and a two and a (laughs) Uh oh. Uh, no, I can do it. I'm. I'm just like I'm a retard. There. It says studio laptop. Studio laptop is on. Uh, hmm. huh. This is weird. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you see it? I don't know. It's not playing it there. Let's, uh, let's, uh, come back to this. I don't know. Um, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, let's put on, let's see if I can get something else to play. And uh, we'll get back to this. Yeah. But, um, you know, because you asked how it fits into the album. So um, another thing is, you know, the title track, The Wild Ride, is about uh, people getting drawn into like cults or uh, maybe things like MLMs or, you know, fitness routines, like stuff like that, you know, kind of runs the gamut. But it's about like being taken on a wild ride. Oh, here we go. You and making you worry 
is when you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So that was awesome. Cool. That Thank was you. awesome. Although Thank I you. have heard this album. I have heard the whole, I've listened hmm. to the whole thing several times. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so, uh, the song just sounds great though. So you recorded that with the, the band you play with strange, with magic. strange magic. Yeah. Um, the strange magic, David Patillo, uh, he's, um, a performer and a producer. So he, uh, engineered and recorded and produced the album with me. And then I had, um, Doug Burns played bass and, uh, Ethan Meyer played drums and uh, on that one, Strange Magic is also playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but Strange Magic, like he has uh, his own project called Strange Magic. And uh, we play every other Tuesday night at Bell Rev, uh, which yeah. is a bar in Tribeca. That's so, so fancy. You never know anyone like do anybody do like you don't run into people from you like I can't mention that. You're, I can't imagine people I know or friends of yours hanging out there. It's people no, it's, spend it's like money. Yeah, it's a, a, a different crowd. You know, it's like in Manhattan. You know, you know we get some, for once in a while, there's a celebrity comes through. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of these Who have people, you seen? But, Who have you seen? Did you get their autograph? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> did they get yours? I mean, apparent, apparently, this a couple years ago, and it was on like a week when I, I was not playing, um, but Kanye came. Oh, uh, Kanye. Yeah, well, but, but he knows year, about years music. Ago, years ago. He knows about music. <laughs> In, indeed. How much? How much does like uh, a beer cost there? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm sure it's like eight dollars or something. I really? mean, it's not too pricey. It's actually actually the food is very good. It's a really cool bar. Okay. Um, All right. And then they actually $8. also dollars. That's not that, bad. I don't even know. But don't hold me to that. I I don't actually know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pulling. I'm making up numbers here. Look at let's. I'll get my producer to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, so um, you know, one of the things that I think is really uh, rem- beside like besides the music, besides the music, folks. One of the things that I think is also very spectacular about this album that I don't see on like that often, at least on like people that don't have huge budgets and and radio and uh, you know companies behind them, right? Is uh, the videos that you made? The videos are like they're 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 art. I mean, they're they're like they're real. They're really good videos. Oh, cool. Well, I mean. But most of the credit there goes to the directors. Um, yeah, because what I, I got like um, uh, Nikki Bilfiglio from uh, from Bodega did the most recent one for Set Up to Self Destruct, and then um, Joe Wakeman did Taking It Slow, where I'm on the airplane, and Paige Johnson Brown did one for another song that I did, Take a Step, that was like a duet with Holly Overton. That one's not on the album, but the so video's you, out there. So you must be, you must. I mean, you must be pretty proud of the videos, right? Yeah, I think the videos I are cool. I think the videos yeah. are really spectacular. Thank and, you. And they give kind of, um, well, I, I personally like the aesthetic. It's very, like they say, it's very, um, well, you, 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 you explain the aesthetic. But also, I wanted to know, like, what, what, 
the aesthetic seems to visualize the album in a way that makes sense to me. And I wanted to know like your creative connection between your idea about the music and how the videos got made and blah, blah, blah. Go on there. Go. Oh yeah. Well, I mean like with set up to self destruct, I think it was, it was really mostly Nikki's idea to have me like just kind of in front of like a, a curtain kind of in like a vaudeville performer kind of type uh, vibe, mm-hmm. but that kind of works with the song. Cause you know, the song has like, you know, it's got the piano. It has like a um, kind of like upbeat, like music hall vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of like fits together, mm-hmm. you know, taking it slow was on the airplane because that song's all about like, you know, when you're rushing around and doing all this stuff and you have all this information coming at you, it could be easy to go like going too fast and kind of be in a panic. So you got to remember to take it slow, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm mm-hmm. on the airplane, mm-hmm. <laughs> flying the airplane, flying an airplane. You know? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I would be in the. Pa- I, yeah, that's hard to get out of for me. Um. So. But um. so do do you tell them what you have in mind? Do they listen to the music and make suggestions or how, how, how does, or no, what's, uh, what's your feeling? Like, do those, do those pretty much express the aesthetic of the album or like, how do you see them connected? Um, I mean, all the videos were like basically the director's concepts, mm-hmm. um, which I made, you know, so that was all their ideas, how they were inspired by hearing the songs. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I liked all their ideas. So we just went mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were working with people that really get your music. So you probably, it probably is a good way of communicating just yeah. through the, how the, the music kind of communicated for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also they were ones where like, yeah, like the directors were interested in making something with like these songs. So it was like, you know. Oh, did yeah. they pick the songs? Um, no, I mean, I picked which songs I wanted uh-huh. to do, but um, they were, I don't know, inspired by them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, so, uh, yeah, you can see them on YouTube, right? Yes, I have a YouTube channel, so the music videos are there and some other little videos I've made. Oh, oh, yeah. other videos? Like um, what? I mean, there, I have a couple little, like, instrumentals I, I made with along with, like, some, like, uh, videos where it's just, like, me, like, playing the uh the song but just kind of like some fun stuff you know i figured i had to throw some content up there you know aside so from did just you the make those videos. yourself then yeah 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 oh you know, well, as i was trying go. to learn the software you know i did okay i don't know my I'm, aesthetic may be a little insane i'm gonna look at those and judge yeah, check them, them out see what i'm gonna judge think. them i'll write a review on them okay you guys can check it out after the show and i'll write a review for you so you can decide you want to listen so what um like I want to hear more about your thinking behind the album, and like this, the title of this song really sticks out for me, including the song itself, "Set Up to Self Destruct." Where does where does that come from? Do you, and is that personal to you, or? You know, it's not really personal to me. I, that was a phrase that somebody yes, <laughs> that somebody somebody I know said to me once, but I think they were describing like, you know, being in like some situation where like. They, they tend to overreact because like the other parties involved kind of push them in that direction. And then like, because they overreact or get upset, then they can be, then the o- other people involved will be like, Oh, like, you know, you're doing this thing and like, you know, you're crazy, you know, it's kind of like, um, maybe like almost like a gaslighting kind of thing, but you know, it can almost be like anytime you're in like a cycle, it kind of feels like you, you, you know that like you're going to do something, but somehow like the, it's like you've been put there by somebody, you know, it can feel like you've been 
set up to self-destruct. So you feel like people are putting so, or, or, well, this person was sort of, you mean like people know, I mean, it's funny because I feel like, you know, I'm writing this stuff about getting fired, about how I've gotten fired a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, it's comedy, it's supposedly, yeah, well, I'm trying. Um, but the thing is, is that like a lot of times I feel like when I've gotten fired, it's kind of like I've been in a situation where they want to have people who they can eventually, you know, blame or fire because I'm so afraid of being in that situation. I'm, I fit in perfectly. Is that oh, what you're talking I see. about? Well, I mean, that could be one example of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm set up to self-destruct. Right. Right. Okay, so now you, Because Sean... they're looking for you to fill a role. But then when you when you fulfill that role that they've kind of primed you for, they, of course, will say, oh, well, like, wh- why did you, like, self-destruct like this? Like, what's your problem? You know, but yeah, it's like you're yeah. serving a purpose for them. But, like, there's, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is, like, you got it. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, free will is, is debatable, I guess. Is that what we're trying to say? We're all responsible for ourselves, and don't fucking forget that. Um. So, so, um, do you, so the personal, let's make this personal. So Sean, I told you, if you were going to be in the show, it has to be personal. Uh-huh. So this is, this is what I was telling Sean before he came on. I was like, it's really hard for me to have people that are, I really know come on the show because then I don't want to, then I, I'm like, I don't want to like get on, bring up any landmines. You know what I'm saying? Cause I have to. I, you know, I don't want to ruin, well, I haven't ruined any friendships. I did piss off one comedian once, so. What did you do that upset the comedian? I don't know. Oh. But she had me banished from the venue. Oh. Because <laughs> I asked her too many questions on stage. And I'm not naming names. Anyway, uh, never mind. Back to you, Sean. Uh, so the thing is, is that, um, so... This does, it does feel like you think, like you feel, you do have some feelings, perhaps you tell me, that you think that people, you don't, it sounds like you don't really trust people, and that you think perhaps, and you tell me, sounds like you don't really trust people, and that you think perhaps people unwittingly uh, will screw around with other people's heads. I mean, I, I think that that may be the case. I, I think that <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the way that I mean, like, I don't know if I, the, the way that our, our world conducts its business, you know, like when you if you read about political news, a lot of the political news is like how much money different parties are getting to like buy advertising to like win over people like it's all about like selling and like manipulating people you know and like what are some of the scandals you know like foreign governments coming in and you know whatever like buying advertisements on facebook or whatnot to like manipulate the the elections you know and like when that's the thing that's happening on the uh the macro level that's the big one right yeah on the macro level (laughs) there has to be you you, one must imagine that it's it's going to be reflected on the the smaller level just like in the interpersonal thing Uh i mean you know, I mean, that's what, like, yeah, like the the title track, the Wild Ride, 
is about maybe you're know, meeting someone who's like a charismatic leader and kind of like sucks you into like their world, you know, and takes you on like the wild ride, you know. So that could be a cult, as I said, or an MLM or like some sort of political party or a religion. You, know, you get drawn into something and you're like you're being manipulated for their end or even like um you know, what's that guy, like the WeWork guy, you know, and you read some of these oh, reports yeah. about like the corporate culture. And like when you hear him speak, it's all indoctrination. It's all like we're going to change the world and what we're doing is really, really important. So you need to like do whatever I say and be 100 percent on board and like follow what I say, because we're doing really you know, it's just like very manipulative. Yeah. So I think there's a way in which, you know, that does filter. I mean, I don't. You know, I think you can trust a lot of people. A lot of people are nice, you know, but it's, you know, it's difficult. <laughs> so did you have anything I have to ask this? Yeah. yeah. And you're welcome to tell me to shut up. So did it, did you ever have, did anything like around that happen in your childhood? Like, did you have like, um, like someone in your family or a teacher authority figure, maybe a pal? Did you ever uh, try to manipulate you? Did you ever like, you know, join a band and think the leader was great and then like find out it was all bullshit. Were you ever really disappointed? Do you have any trauma around that? Well, I don't know that I ever was disappointed in a way that I would say that I have trauma around it. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know, like, I mean, unless you count the Catholic church, which I think some people might think is a cult, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you yeah. know, so but like, but you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, because I think even when I was a kid, I was like interested in, in the church and like, uh, you know, I went to CCD or whatever. What's the, that? Uh, that's like the Sunday school. Catholic so Sunday did you school. go to church? At, like, what did your parents, did your parents go to church every week? No, my, my dad took, took me, took my sisters maybe when we were kids, you know. To church every to, to, week. Mm, yeah. Or did the, the Sunday school thing, you know, I don't know. but and Catholic? The Catholic thing. Yeah. But, you know, and I was an altar server, you Ooh. know. But I think the reason that I wanted to do that is because, like, you know, the church service is really like showbiz, you know, it's kind of like, you know, going ah. backstage and stuff, you know, but I think that, like, I don't know, maybe because I just saw, like, I was just kind of unimpressed with the whole thing, you know, <laughs> like, like, it's cool, but I was just like, oh, like, this isn't, yeah, I, I didn't have this feeling of, um, of like the power or the authority of it or something. Uh -huh. I was just kind of like, oh, like, this is this little show that they're putting on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. You thought of it as a show. Kind of, yeah. So you kind of maybe think the whole world is just a show, which think, it I, is. I, I think Shakespeare said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just players. Right. Yeah. So you really you really kind of like... I mean, there's a way in which, like, I, I mean, I, I, somebody said this, you know, whoever, but like, you know, we are just like stories that we tell. I mean, things happen, and then we're telling ourselves a story about it, you know, and you can never have a completely objective 100% view of anything that has happened you always right. just have like your narrative or your story you right know? like I believe that I'm gonna get fired the minute I get the job <laughs> so then eventually that happens but but is it me or is you know what I mean like, but it, it also may be... be that like it's maybe a little bit of you but then when you're in the situation and people are looking for that they bring out a little bit more of it from you but yeah, then because right. you're bringing out a little bit more maybe they like want they, and it kind of like cycles through right, and then right. things play out a right. certain way you know i don't know things have an energy but, of course you have to be careful with like the more i talk about this like at a certain point i feel like i start sounding like very like foo foo or like i'm kind of like getting like a little too new agey but um no no this is this is the no no there there's way too much cynicism in this room i'm telling you right now 
That's all. It's <laughs> that we're being cynical, really, because, uh, yeah, it's just that we we do. Well, here's the thing. You know, it's really funny when you like have um, let's say a job would be more of a long-term relationship with the situation and the people in it, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, I think what people go crazy over is like they'll have a brief meeting with somebody that has some stakes to it, whether it's, you know, work or dating or whatever it is, or needing, wanting something out of it. And then they read it in a completely different way than it was ever thought. Did you ever have a discussion with somebody? I, I have, of course, because these things don't go away and I bring them up. But like, you know, did you ever have a discussion with somebody like, oh, I thought you were really telling me, you know, never to come come to your house again. And what they were saying was like, you left your jacket here. Do you know what I mean? Like right, a right, miscommunication. Yeah, because of the way somebody communicated something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's definitely happened to me. I can't I can't think of a good instance. You but know, you right know, now. some... But yeah, but sometimes, because people have different communication styles, and there may be um, a, a way in which, like, I don't know, like, for I, I find for myself, sometimes I'm kind of, like, sarcastic. So I think sometimes people may not understand or, like, understand <laughs> what I'm saying you know, if, if somebody's not used to like that kind of communication. communication style, you know. Right. But also, I think that there are people who are really, really confident or maybe over or maybe egotistical or whatever you think. And they always interpret things way better. And then people like me that have shitty self that have to fight their self-esteem. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it every day. Uh, wind up uh, interpreting things in a more negative way personal way right yeah for sure so it's not fair it's just not fair out well there. i mean but that's you know everybody's different you just have to like compensate so you have to know that that's you're what i do and you have to like, i know but it's still bad it's still fucked i'm still still fucked but you know what i think that um people who under uh, well maybe under have look people that have low self-esteem are definitely like easier to be around who wants to be around an obnoxious asshole <laughs> a lot of people back to the cult thing yeah uh and yeah um but anyway let's talk more about your album um so so um how like what was your process in putting it together let's talk about that well you know i mean it's really just a collection of songs that i wrote that so, i had together and it's like uh you know it's got a, a kind of like a loose theme you know mm -hmm. this loose theme about um yeah, like uh, the distracted. It's like the an examination of the distracted mind in in an unreal reality. You know, it's as we're as we're dealing with all the information input we get in, like all the notifications. You know, it's just like a lot, and I feel like people's minds are like it's difficult to wrap your mind around everything that's happening in the world and everything that we're do getting. You, do you think that's like the uh, social? Are we talking mostly about social media? Would that be like a lot of it? I know you are really good. I've noticed this about you. I give you full credit. You are really good about like your Instagram. You have your link tree. I'm still working on my link tree. You're good at all that stuff. Oh, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm average. <laughs> so, I am on TikTok now. Yeah. So, but I haven't quite gotten the swing of it, but I'm working on it. You yeah, know? <laughs> but you, but like, but like, I'm, I'm wondering if you're like me in that 
I don't love that stuff. I do occasionally get something out of it, but I sort of make myself do it. Do you feel like that? Sometimes it's fun. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to do this, like to have it continuing on a regular basis. And it's like a little bit of a chore. Yeah, it's a chore, but it's it's in your head, right? Yes. Oh, what do you mean it's in my head? Well, like the whole social media, like I think back to like, that's why I think everybody's nostalgic about the 90s because the social, um, the 90s was like the last gasp before social media took over. And now that we're all involved in this social media thing, we're on an emotional roller, or at least I am, on an emotional roller coaster all yes. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and that's the thing is that like, you know, if you've got your phone there, right? So the phone is sending you like just text messages or emails, you know, just communication that you need to do your work during the day. But then you're also getting like, you know, random photos or information about like friends that you forgot about or like some people from your past or whatever. You know, but yeah. you're also getting like the news and I there's know. like whatever tragedy and there's like the war. And then like there's always the political stuff because it's like they're always going to be having political problems and like that. You know, it's like And you're trying to write your music. Game. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you have this problem, but like, you know, for you, it's music. For me, it's the rest of the crap I do. I'm trying to get that done, and I, I, and sometimes it's like you know, it's it's like you really got to push yourself, and like all that shit, you got to block that shit out, and that just makes doing the shit you want to do that much harder. Do you think, or do you feel that way? Yeah, I, do. I, mean, I think so. Because also, it's like you know, you might go to your phone to like look up like some piece of information that you need for something you're working on, but then like a whole bunch of other things come at you. You know, yeah. I try to turn the phone off for like an hour a day. You know, because also you don't want them to be able to track you all the time. Oh, that too. Oh, we're oh now we're in another area. Oh well, for anybody with paranoia, Jesus. So um, let's play the next. Let's play. Let's play the next song. Let's play another song. the The next song we're going to play is called uh, "Getting on the Highway." So tell tell us about this. Um, this is kind of like the one slower song on the album. It's about um you know, maybe like a friendship with somebody ending because like you're going in different directions, but also about like trying to end like bad habits. So getting on the highway, is that like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to get on the highway. I'm leaving this truck stop. It's actually kind of like you're getting on the highway and the highway is like, like a familiar routine and you're doing it for the last time. So it's like you're getting on the highway, but you're like, going to be for the last time ah. and you're not going to go on this highway anymore ah okay that's what the song is about i got it uh so so without 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 revealing anything you don't want to reveal can, i'm just gonna have to i have to ask this folks so is this about anyone in particular no i would think it's it's more about like a life circumstance you know it's and it's also one of these things where i feel like sometimes when you write stuff um things kind of sound like it's about like between like different people, but it's kind of like more of like a generality, you know? Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Waiting all day. Driving all night. A strange duet sitting side by side. Going back to the same place, no place same shared state of mind getting lost where it feels good no good wrong side of the rhyme 
feel what I feel When we lie and we steal What we need Cause we need some relief Just to think, just to feel, just to breathe Getting on the highway Going up the hill Down You can reason all you want But we're not skills uh you know uh it's funny i was thinking about when i was listening to that when i first met you you didn't really you were playing a lot but you didn't really sing did you did you were you always i mean your singing is fantastic were you always like thinking about singing or did you always sing and is it just the way i remember it or what well, happened i think there? i always sang a little bit but i wasn't i wasn't like performing in a thing where i like sang a lot uh-huh. I hadn't like been like so what like what how did you you know now you sing all the time so what what ha- what happened there Sean um you know I just I you know I was like, playing more- in other bands where and then like when I decided to like uh concentrate more on doing my own thing I just started uh singing more because mm-hmm. that's what the songs mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. oh oh <laughs> you know? oh yeah oh yeah yeah by necessity <laughs> by necessity yeah. um so so uh you must have played a lot of these songs at the party that I missed. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they're they're all on the set along with a couple others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And have you uh, been playing 
playing them out? I know you play all the time, but I can't, you're in so many bands, I don't know, and or like so many places, I can't tell which is which. So have you been playing them a lot? Yeah, we've been doing this. So I've got, you know, it's me and, um, you know, my backing group, which is uh, the Doppelgangers. Right. Uh, Jason Smith on bass and Evan Berg on drums. Yeah, we played at pianos. We're going to be playing at um, Our Wicked Lady. Ooh. Just down the road from here on December 29th. Ooh. And that'll be with uh, Sleepy Kitty and also Cool Dead Woman. <laughs> cool Dead Woman. Yeah, those are I like the that. other bands, yeah. I like that. Cool Dead Woman. I yeah. like that. So do you know those bands? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Did you guys make those decisions together? Like, were you like, let's all play, let's do it? Di- yeah, tonight? yeah. You know, like, I just think of uh, people I know who I, I like their bands. And I'm like, let's put together a Did you a spearhead show. the whole thing? This one I did, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I suppose so. You yeah, know, it's, it's almost, it's, it's also, I, I like it when also when people just invite me to play something. Yeah, you know, right. I have to do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. So, but yeah, uh, this will be cool. So it's like, you know, kind of right before New Year's, end of December. Yeah, end of December. So, on the rooftop. But now, you know, I don't know if you've been up to the rooftop have, on Our Wicked Lady, but now like the roof is like permanent. You know, it's like a very nice. Oh, really? Uh, I haven't for, been up there lately. I haven't yeah. been up there since the pandemic. So they made it like heat. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, is it's it permanent. Heated? They got like heaters and everything. Yeah, I was up there wow. the other night for so it. was very cool. Well, I'm really glad to hear that uh, Our Wicked Lady is, uh, you know, leveling up there because I really like that. I really like that place. And they've been lovely to Radio Free Brooklyn. They've been really, oh, yeah. really nice. good to us. Nice. So, so uh, shout out Our Wicked Lady. Yeah. Yeah. So um, are you going to be playing the whole album there or? Um, We basically played the album in order at the release show. Uh, For this one, you know, we may be throwing in some new songs, you know, like Uh change it up, you know, some other stuff. So you have new new work already, even though you just put this out? Yeah, I got one one or two, you know. Oh, wow. Because even though I just put out the album, of course, like we were kind of playing the songs before the album came out. So it's like I got to like get Mm -hmm. some new stuff happening you know, to make the, uh, the, the live show. Excited, but we kind of changed the songs up a little bit in the live show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we get a little bit of a sing along going on one song. Oh, so, neat! That's yeah. cool. That's fun. So, uh, so are you like writing and composing all the time? Then is that is that it? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, like sometimes I'm concentrating on it more, but like, yeah, it's like I mean, you know how when you're working on stuff, you're kind of always working on something. Even right. though, even yeah. though sometimes you're kind of like doing it in a more concentrated way, but yeah, like this morning I woke up with stuff to write. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, and then I went, I actually got out of bed and I'm like, I go to the bathroom, I'll get my pad. And then I went to the bathroom and I came back and I was like, we fucking forgot the pad. So I just used my phone, but I don't like, do you like, you know, I realized like writing comedy is not good on your on the on the on the computer you got to write it by hand do you write by hand you know i do both i feel like i'm always in conflict because i i do do writing like on the computer but then there's something about it that like um it doesn't quite feel the same i (laughs) you know and so sometimes i am like writing stuff by hand but then like I don't know. So it always becomes like disorganized. I feel I'm always like, oh, I wish I had just like one spot where I was yeah. doing all the writing. But inevitably, it becomes like a, a pandemonium yeah. of various notebooks and like documents on right on yeah. the computer. But I maybe that's just how I am, and I should accept it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting. I think I'm I'm at that phase because I did write everything on the computer. But you know, I realized I can't remember shit when I write it on the computer. Yeah, interesting. Have you heard? Have you had that 
problem? Or you don't have a problem remembering your songs, do you? Oh, I usually forget at least one lyric at every performance. Really? Yeah. That's another thing I just accepted. I mean, or or like, or sometimes I'll mess up a lyric. I may sing like the wrong lyric at the wrong time or like I exchange something, you know, so you may not notice, but I usually forget something. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought music would be easy to remember. Well, I mean, it is in a way, but then, you know, sometimes it's a lot of different things you're remembering, you know, because you got this, the music. Well, you going, got the music. The words. the words are a thing. You know, I'm always like, you know, trying to like remember the words better and do the singing better. Those are the things that like that you know, like that you to, really want to you know, work on. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But um, so do you ever have trouble remembering the music? I mean, that's all beyond my comprehension of how to produce that, how, how any of that comes out. So. No, the music I remember, you know, like you, that's you like, never that's forget that. Yeah, yeah, that. that's the, 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 yeah, because the hard part really, I think, is like the singing because you have all the, the words, but then you're also, you're not just singing the words, but you're trying to perform it, you know, and kind of like have the song, if there's a story, have some sort of arc or like kind of like feel like it's going someplace. But then, I'm, you know, you're also like playing the instruments. There's like a lot of components. Yeah. I'm getting better and better at it. But it is something where like as I started to do more solo performing, I was, you know, I realized I was like, oh, like this is like this whole like intense thing. You know, it's a new world. You know, but but that's good. You always got to like explore. Yeah. New yeah. No, it's good. It's good. No, it's always good to like work. And uh, I've I've heard. Somebody important said this, but, you know, make, make your, uh, was it Brian Eno? Was it Brian Eno? Or was it David Bowie? Somebody like that, you know, make yourself uncomfortable. It's got to be a little, un- right. Yeah. Don't yeah. be too comfortable with your work, which yeah. is, which is really stupid and self-destructive, <laughs> but what else are you going to do? Uh, do, you know, comedians talk about like remembering the words and shit like that. Like there's books on how to remember your words and do 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 musicians talk about things like that do they do you guys ever do you guys is like like i think in comedy people really do actually worry about remembering everything i mean they don't have any really because i thought i guess maybe i don't know how comedians do it but i always imagine that like when they're when they're doing the routine that like they know the joke that they're going to tell and they usually tell it, you know, like maybe 80, 90% the same way, but they're also kind of just trying to like speak a little bit off the cuff. But is it, is it really like they memorize it down to the word as, as you would like with a play? Well, I think it's different for every comedian. It's different for every comedian, but even I think, you know, like, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't have that, that kind of experience, but like, I mean, if you think about somebody doing like, you know, 15 minutes even, just just 15 minutes. And that's a lot of jokes. That's probably 30 jokes. Sure, yeah. I mean, think about that. Think about that without right. a, without a set list. Oh, but, but some people bring up set lists. I feel like I've seen comedians. They've got a not little... For, not if you're getting paid enough. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying you enough now. No notes. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, do you ever see a set list except for Janine Garofalo on a special or something? Sure, but then you know, I don't know. Maybe they may have like a prompter yeah, at the front of the stage because even like you know any of that's these, true. you know, like Bruce Springsteen or like you two or whatever, they've totally got a prompter up there. You know, same as they like the do. President. Oh yeah, with their lyrics, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I, I would have to imagine wow. definitely like Bruce Springsteen, especially when they're playing for like. 
you know, because they do very long concerts. That's a lot of songs, you know. And I have I think, no idea. And I think they change which songs they do. You know, I'm, they try to vary it. So it's kind of like, you know, you can't remember everything. Huh? Maybe maybe that's what I should do. Get a big teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> take it everywhere. Take it to the open mic. <laughs> but I don't know that about comedians. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They might all have it, you know, like but in do, their head. But do yeah. musicians talk about that? I mean, is it like something, oh, I'm worried I'm going to re- forget the lyrics? Um, I suppose they do. I but mean, I don't really, it's not a real I'm, issue. Like, it's like it's a not a real I'm issue. Aware of. You would yeah, know that. You, know. you would yeah. know that. Um, so you, this album is pretty recent. Do, are you feeling like you're like when, when now are you feeling like, okay, I did this. Now I've got to get another album out. Are you feeling that? Oh yes, absolutely. I just like want to like, uh, you know, make the next thing. Seriously. You know? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'm, Starting to plan it, yes. You know, but but I, I like the making of the things, you know. It's kind of yeah. Like, that's like the fun part. Yeah. You know, now it's out, so it's kind of like, oh, okay. Like it's, you know, it's like, all right, I already did that, you know. So, oh, yeah, and you're still playing the, right. I know, I've heard, I've read that and I heard that, like people playing, well, I made that music, you know, five years, well, five years ago or something like that. Um, so what do you think that um, you've, uh let's say internalized or learn, I hate to use the word learn from this, but mm. what do you, what, what do you think, what do you think you've satisfied in your musical journey from doing this album? What do you think you're going to be working on looking to focus on more next? How's that? Well, wow, that is a question. That's a good question. I mean, I think now like I've, um, you know, this is like the first album of mine where it's a whole album that I've put out like this. So it's very gratifying to have written these songs and then been able to like record them and put them out in the world um, in this way where I, you know, I think I'm very happy with like how the recording came out um, and how it sounds, you know, it's really cool just to like have like um, like a part of yourself or something you made like out in the world like that and have people listening to it and engaging with it. So you're really satisfied with the production. Yeah. More so. And production, I mean, you need people and money and resources, and you've got, you, I mean, I mean, I'm saying we're, when it comes to producing something, we're all limited by that, right? Sure. I mean, so, I was very so fortunate like, in that I, you know, I have like friends who are talented and, you know, we'll, we'll do stuff well, for relatively cheap. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that you've gotten to the point in your career where people want to work with, I mean, as anybody at the level, you know, without you know, without major backing, like you've gotten to the level where people know you and respect you and they want to work with you and they will knowing, I mean, you guys, you've worked on other people's stuff and you don't get paid a lot, but you wouldn't work, you wouldn't work on somebody's music that you didn't feel you wanted to work on. Right. Of course. Right. So you've gotten to the point where you have resources by your own, by whatever rubric you musicians use <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with money unless you're giving out lots of weed or drugs i don't know maybe that i no, don't know no no, no, no none of that no. but no no but i mean people respect you and they want to work with you so so but that's an achievement i mean that's a level even though maybe you know i mean ideally like what i think we'd all like to do as creative people is just have a huge pile of money and pick out who we want to work with and just hire whoever we want. But you've gotten to the point where you've been able to make connections where you, where you got um, a product produced the way you wanted it. Right. Right. Yes. And that's no small thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe, and the, 
and it's and it went really well and it's doing really well the album's doing well yeah and uh so you got that down now yes so no, that's one thing <laughs> so is that a lot of freedom or is that is oh. that a lot of freedom to be working on other things now yeah i mean yeah definitely you know because this took up a lot of um you know mind space as i was preparing it for the release but yeah mm-hmm. now it's just like a thing that exists that i can talk about and now i'm thinking about the next thing and what about like videos? Do you think you're going to be doing? Is video um, part I, of it I might, now? We, I might make one one more video. No, I mean like songs. your next go round, the next album. Oh yes, video is video more important to you now than it was before. Um, I don't know if it's more important, but I do like the music videos. I think they're fun to make, and I think it's a nice way of presenting the music to people because the visual aspect kind of like can help give a, mm-hmm. a clue to like the the sense of the whole thing. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and I like, I mean, frankly, I like seeing you perform in the videos because um, it it just adds like a whole other layer, level to understanding or, in uh, you know, in uh, taking in the music. I mean, I, you know, there's a, there's a, you're, you're a performer. There's a very performative aspect to the videos that I just adore. I think it's sure. great. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. really fun it's and really like, funny. Yeah, maybe and, not tongue in cheek. Tongue in cheek is not the right phrase, maybe, but like there's a little bit of like kind of a. Like, uh, yeah, and I think that's different than how you are on stage, right? I mean, th- just by nature of that, it's a video and you're oh, wearing sure. out crazy outfits doing crazy things. And right, it's right. a different vibe. Right. And you right. feel different, I think, when you do different. it. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, you know, when you're doing the stage performance, you know, you're playing, like, a whole bunch of songs. So there's, like, a, you know, yeah, several different, different moves that the, the, the music oh, right. may go through, or the show right. may go through as we're doing it, yeah. Right, so yeah. you really... So, anyway, let's get to... Uh, let's 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 wrap this up here, and then we're going to... We can uh, uh, play the doppelganger... Doppelganger... Ganger... That's this doppelganger jungle, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say a doppelganger jungle. Yeah. Uh, wow, doppelganger jungle, doppelganger jungle. Doppelganger. Uh, so anyway, I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and and we love you for listening, and I particularly love you for listening to Doctor Lisa gives a shit. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. I'm on everything, everywhere. Any place, any any format you like, uh, and um, I have over three hundred episodes on my archive, including uh, one or two of Sean. And please, I mean, you really should check out this album. I'm not kidding; it's really, really good, and it's doing really. I mean, get with it, okay? Check out the album, "The Wild Ride," on Spotify, Bandcamp. And the videos are on YouTube. Check out Sean at SeanSpada.com. He's also got a very active Instagram, and that's 1229 at Our Wicked Lady. So before we play Doppelganger Ganger Jungle, um, is there anything you want to say about it? What's this song about? Oh, well, this song is about, um, you know, when you're out in the world and you see you know, maybe people who look like someone that you know, a doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can also have, it's also about how like every time that we're going on and buying things online or using social media, you're creating a digital doppelganger of yourself, like a digital representation of all the things you've done and said in the places you've been. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. man. 
Whoa. Okay, so we're going to play this. Doppelganger. I'm going to practice saying it. Okay. Here we go. night again in the doppelganger jungle on the street shadows walk on every block doubles dancing on their own two feet and a voice or a face out of tune out of place is it you So you 